Hi, everybody. It's Jim Cohn, and I am sending this out in early, I guess almost mid-August, to alert you that our episode featuring Susan Johnson of the University of Ottawa is almost ready. Getting there. Anyway, I wanted... um, Honestly, you know, I'm a little... I don't know. I'm not feeling great today. I'm probably going to regret this, but I'm going to ramble for a minute. See, I live in Charlottesville, Virginia, where uh, a year ago tomorrow, August 11, 2017, a bunch of, of literal white supremacists and other assorted domestic terrorists suddenly appeared at my university, the University of Virginia, wielding torches shouting really terrifying threats and actually assaulting people. And the day after that, on uh, on August 12, even more of these creeps descended on our downtown area, just a short walk from my house, you know, where I live, bearing assault weapons and Nazi flags and things like that. And they seriously hurt people, is the thing. One of them killed... Heather Heyer, and, uh, and friends of mine, close personal friends, in some cases very close to the action, were, uh, were changed forever. And, and anyway, it was just horrible. It was horrible. And now a year later, we're still all messed up, is the thing. There's this cloud over us, this sense of vulnerability that we can't seem to shake. And we can't even seem to stop fighting among ourselves about who could have done things differently, who might be to blame, whether whether Charlottesville was ever really the nice little college town it has long promoted itself as. Very recently, in preparation for this terrible anniversary, our governor, Ralph Northam, has declared a sort of preemptive state of emergency. The police have practically closed off the downtown. Restaurants and shops are closing and will remain closed through the weekend. Even our little psychology building here is going to lock itself up pretty early today. I don't uh, really know what to do except stay close to my family. But uh, I am thinking maybe a shift in focus is in order, or at least some kind of counterpoint to the hate and the disappointment and the general misery. And, uh, you know, people here are doing stuff to sort of push back. There is there is resilience to be found. Like, um, like for instance, this Sunday, on August 12th, there's, this, uh, there's the Charlottesville Sing-Out, which is a pretty good idea. It's where everybody comes together to sing for a while in Charlottesville's Ix Park. That sounds like a pretty good idea, like a good thing to do, different focus than on just sort of sitting around thinking about the horrible stuff. For my part, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to air this preview of my conversation with Sue Johnson. Some of you will know that Sue is the developer of Emotionally Focused Therapy for Couples. It's a widely used and studied approach to helping couples rediscover the bond that drew them together in the first place. In this brief clip, Sue describes how her mission has begun to expand beyond just working with couples to working, hopefully, 
you know, aspirationally, with society more broadly to sort of give away what she calls the science of love so that we can leverage that science to help create a more nurturing and peaceful society. Lofty goals? Yes, yes, I would say so, but it feels right today. It feels right today, so here it is. A short preview of the conversation I had recently with Sue Johnson. What is this internet thing that you guys are doing these days? Well, the idea was really to take everything we've understood about love and the science of love and how to create love relationships and how to repair love relationships to the public. So I wrote Hold Me Tight and I wrote Love Sense. Hold Me Tight was your first first book for the public public book. And that did get the word out to people. But we decided that if we really wanted to make those things available to people and really help them improve their relationships, that we should do an online program. So we've tried to put Hold Me Tight and the conversations from Hold Me Tight that come out of all our work from emo- uh, with emotionally focused couple therapy, which we've developed over the last 30 years and researched the results of. We've taken the Hold Me Tight book and the Hold Me Tight conversations and we've turned it into an online program for couples that people can do in their own home. And the message we're trying to get across to people is we really do have a science of love now. We really have cracked the code. We really do understand love. And if you are willing to learn and to discover your, how your emotions are, come up in the dance with your partner and the dance you do with your partner, that we can really show you how to have what human beings have always wanted, which is a loving, lasting relationship. And that, as far as I'm concerned, is about what, as revolutionary as you about. damn well get. Yes. Yeah. That's, to be able to do that is... Um, as far as I'm concerned, is it's at least as important as having gone to the moon or, you know, um, having discovered the how DNA works is to say love isn't a mystery anymore. We know how to help people create loving, lasting bonds that can last a lifetime. Love is something you make sense of. Love is something that is actually on one level, exquisitely rational, even though it's filled right. with emotion. Right, right. And it's healthy, and we can study it just like we can study anything else, just like we can study neurons in the brain. And what you understand, you can shape. We can show you how to shape a loving relationship. And that, I think, is pretty important in terms of human health and happiness. So your mission, has, has your mission expanded? I mean, when, when I think of Sue Johnson in the early days, I think of couples therapy and sort of repairing difficult marriages or, or maybe not even just marriages, but romantic relationships more sort of broadly. But this sounds a little bit like the, the mission is bigger. <laughs> what, you're, what I'm hearing from you is this is um, you're trying to teach people how to love. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, you know, you see what you can do. And then when you find you can do something, it's kind of like the mission does get bigger because you say, oh, Maybe, you know, like I dance Argentine tango and it's a very difficult dance. And years ago, if you'd said, what's your goal? I would have said, 
my goal is to just just be able to do it. You know, just yeah. be able to do it and not look like an idiot. Well, and if you say to me, what's your goal now? I say, oh, my goal is to be able to dance with the best tango dancers anywhere in the world and keep up with them and be as, uh, for a moment be able to dance with them, maybe not be as good as they are, but be able to dance with them and feel this amazing joy and connection. So that didn't even feel feasible to me, you know, four years ago. So I guess it has expanded. Like I wanted to... I wanted to really understand relationships and how to help couples. I wanted to show that what we had stumbled on and learned and learned from attachment science worked. That's what I wanted to do. And then I think it expanded to, I want to influence the field of couple therapy. I want this to be available to all couples therapists. I want people to know that there's this way of working with couples that is predictable and explainable and works you know it, it's not just chatting to couples about relationships couples therapies become very popular and at the same time the training is pretty random in this field yeah and i so, would say so i mean gosh when i when i think about my own training i mean i got some really good training i don't want to disparage the the people that, that that worked with me but almost no matter what you do in clinical psychology now there's like this menu that That's you get right. of possible meals, right? And committing to any one of those items on the menu, it's a big commitment. That's right. It's years of your life and, and, and maybe the rest of your life. So I wanted to change the field of couple therapy. I wanted to show that emotion mattered and that emotion's the therapist's friend and that you can work with emotion and that you can help people deal with their emotions differently in a way that pulled them close and not only pulled them close and help them, with their marriage, but created this secure bond. Yeah. And attachment science, bonding science has grown. And I guess you're right. My mission now is not just to change the field of couple therapy. I feel like we're doing that in EFT. EFT is taught in all the universities now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's out there. Yeah. I feel like if people want it, it's out there. It won't fit for every therapist, but it's there. So now my mission is to tell the general public about it, to tell people, listen, you know, you can learn about love. You can shape your love relationships. That's not going to work every time. You know, it's love relationships are still complicated. It's a complicated dance, you know, to have that kind of level of intimacy with somebody. But to be able to say that we can understand relationships and we can build good relationships that last seems to me that if we believe that, we have no choice but to take what we know out to the public because people out there are dying for this information. People yeah. out there are lost, they're hurting, they're giving up on relationships, and it's impacting not just individuals' health and happiness, it's impacting the kind of society we have. Yeah. So yeah, we it's more like a responsibility now rather than just a mission. We have to tell the public about this. People have the right to know this. Okay, that's it. Do me a favor this weekend and be even more kind and affectionate than usual with yourselves, with your friends and your family, and um, with all the strangers that you meet. In the meantime, my full conversation with Sue will be coming out sometime in the next two weeks. Not sooner than that, because my family and I are going on vacation. you believe that? 
I can't. And, uh, and thanks to my friend Hal Movius for composing and performing this little tune we've got playing right here in the background. Thanks, Hallam. <laughs>